Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Welcome back to Margin Lending Explained. This is part two of the current podcast series. But there are interesting things with the interest rates and a margin loan like capitalisation. With a margin loan, you're not required in most cases or in some cases to not have to pay the interest rate on a monthly basis. You can just let it add to the loan if you like to do that and build where your loan balance keeps going up. And so if you don't want to pay one month, you don't have to. As long as you're in underneath your limits that, that you've said, then everybody's happy. Once your loan gets out of order, then you need to be paying more cash or giving more security, as I mentioned earlier. But as long as your, your, your loan's in order, then there's no issue there. You may choose to continue to pay interest every single month so it doesn't capitalise. Because when you allow the interest to capitalise, it actually effectively raises your interest rate by somewhere between, I, think, I believe, from, from memory, about a quarter to a half a percent. So if you're paying 7.25, you might be, at the end of the year, you might have worked out you paid 7.5 or 7.75% if you're capitalising your interest. But it's good for periods of time where you just don't have the cash to pay it. You don't have to worry about it. You, it'll just capitalise as long as, as I said, your loan's in order. But uh, some places will let, make you pay that interest. Some margin lenders will make you pay that interest on a monthly basis like a normal bank loan so you keep it in order like a line of credit. So, so some good things you can do with the interest rates there. Now, the LVR or loan-to-value ratio is the other important aspect of it. Each asset that you, they can take security over has its own LVR. So you've got a stock-specific one or managed fund-specific one. LVR, and you've also got a portfolio LVR, so the total portfolio, what they might lend you. Now, in general terms, now uh, it's normally you can borrow 70% on a margin loan. So, for example, if let's say a uh, $100,000 portfolio, you need at least 30% of that. So, that basically, you need roughly 30 odd thousand dollars, and they'll lend you the other $70,000 because you, as I said, 70 30 or more 70% loan to value ratio. So 70% loan, 30% value that you own. So you've got a free equity of at least 30%. I don't suggest that as 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 those who listen to my podcast or my last podcast, I I normally suggest if you you can borrow a dollar, if you have a dollar, borrow a dollar. I have a 50% loan to value ratio. So on a $100,000 portfolio, I would always suggest at least have $50,000 that is your money, your assets. It's debt free. And then borrow the other fifty thousand and have the security over hundred, so it's fifty fifty. So that's a portfolio LVR, but you also have stock ones. So for example, a BHP might have an LVR or loan to value ratio that they'll let you borrow seventy or even seventy five percent, and I've seen up to eighty percent on a share. But you might get a stock like a, a very small stock. Um, I'm trying to think of one like maybe a Bradkin or something like that, a smaller one. Um, maybe it's not a big blue chip stock that they may only do 60% or 65%. And each one will have its own loan to value ratio because what they're looking at is the volatility of that and how fast that moves. And the more volatile the share is, meaning the quicker it can move down, the less you're able to borrow as a percentage. So with the big banks like you know, National Bank and Commonwealth Bank and Westpac, you'll generally get the full amount like 70 or 75%, whatever their maximum is. But when you're getting into the smaller stocks, that will drop right down. Same with the the, the um, managed funds. Uh, they'll also have LVRs and managed funds. Some managed funds, it'll be the full box and dice and other ones, it'll be down lower. So when you're looking at your portfolio or when you're looking to look at a margin lender, that's part of what you need to look at. And they'll always give you a list of those shares 
that all the, secu- the shares, all the managed funds are available for security. Uh, and they update those constantly and they can change them at any time without telling you, which may put your loan out, out of whack or your loan to value ratio out of whack. So you need to be aware of that as well. But you need to look at your portfolio, look at the LVR or what they will borrow, what you can borrow on your stocks and work that out um, to see whether that's worthwhile for you. And also the shares that you're buying, you need to work that out because they'll lend on those shares as well because they've got security. So that's what you need to be careful of. So go through those examples. And most of the margin lenders I've seen have got really good um, packs on margin lending. So they explain it really, really well. And, and ASIC's made that even tighter for them to, to explain it even more so people really understand it. So you've got stock LVRs or loan to value ratios um, for each individual asset for security. And you've got a portfolio one that you need to look at as well. Margin calls. This is the uh, the other thing we need to talk about. Um, margin calls really are, as I said earlier, is if you're loan gets out of whack. Now, as I said a little bit earlier, we're talking about let's keep it simple on a 70-30 margin loan. Okay, so you own 30%, they've borrowed, you've borrowed 70% to create the total 100% of the portfolio. What margin lenders will do is they'll let you have a bit of a slippage there because obviously the market is valued, all shares or our assets in the share market that they're taking security over are really valued really every second of the day. So they really can't be like the bank where they go, okay, we'll take security over your house. And your house could fluctuate by tens of thousands of dollars every single month. And nobody knows because your house is not valued every second of every working day. Um, you know, you might find, geez, I know, um, in my suburb alone, uh, in Melbourne here, I know it's, in the last couple of years, it's gone up 30, 40, 50%, and it's gone down 30% in a couple of months, and then it's gone back up again. And it's, that's scary when you're watching your portfolio of shares going up and down that sort of amount, but we don't think about it with our house. So with margin calls, they give you, because of this movement in the market, and especially because you can get some volat- pretty volatile moves if the market's nervous, and we've seen some recently where the market's fallen you know, 20% over the last couple of months or more. Um, and so you need to get a bit, little bit of slippage. So your loan-to-value ratio or your, uh, is allowed to move, and margin lenders often will let you move at least 5%. So in case instead of 70%, they'll let you move to at least 75 without giving you a margin call. And as soon as it tips over that, they'll start asking you for um, extra security or cash. So they might say, let's say your your assets of your portfolio from $100,000, let's say it comes down to $90,000. And remember, you own 30% of that, that, but you you owe $70,000, which is roughly, and I'm using rough figures. So you need to look at that and say, okay, well, now we're getting into the, the situation from margin call. And if it keeps dropping the value of your assets, your loan value is not dropping with it. Your loan value is staying static and or increasing depending on whether you're compounding your interest on top or capitalizing your interest on top of that. So once it gets to a 76%, they'll say to you, they'll contact you either by phone or email um, or SMS, depending on what you've organized with them or whether it's done through your advisor. And they'll say, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, you need to put another 1000 or 2000 or whatever it is into your margin loan account and bring your balance down a little bit because you're out of whack. Um, you're in margin call right now. So you have an option of putting more cash in to reduce the loan balance itself. Or you can actually give them more security, which raises your asset value up again and brings your loan to value ratio. So your assets go up 
and your loan's staying the same, so therefore your loan-to-value ratio would come back into place. If you don't have the cash or more security, you, know, you might say to them, look, I'll, I'll sell some shares, and they'll give you a, a, a time to sell the shares, and you, normally that's that day. They won't normally leave it for too long, especially if the market's volatile, uh, but they'll give you a chance to sell, and once that sell order goes in, they'll know about it, and, and that can bring your uh, LVR back into balance again, and, and the margin call is averted. Well, basically, you've acted on your margin call. If they can't contact you, or you, or you can't, you don't want to sell the shares. You don't have any cash, and you don't have any um, any um, further assets to give them as security. They do have the right to down sell some of your shares for you. And what you don't want to do is have them picking them. You want to be able to control it all yourself. So you need to be on this yourself. And that's why I always say is don't take the maximum you can. Even though uh, I see advisors and different people out there and brokers telling people, yeah, take the maximum. You always need to leave yourself a fudge factor. And I've always said that in case of with housing loans. And I've always said it uh, definitely with the share market is why I use one to one. If you if you have a dollar, borrow a dollar and keep it in that ratio. Because if you do it that way, as I mentioned on my last podcast, the market needs to melt down by at least 25, 26-odd percent before you get into a margin call position. You don't want to be forced to sell good assets at the wrong time. You want to be able to pick what you're doing there. So um, if the market is starting to fall away, just keep your margin loan. Um, keep an eye on it. And when it starts to get over that sort of 70% level, start looking about what you need to do to make sure it stays um, in balance so therefore you don't get a margin call. I, I've talked about the security, obviously shares, managed funds. You can also use property there. Um, I've talked a bit about interest rates there, uh, about how they are, how they work, whether you capitalise that and, and they are a little bit more expensive. Uh, I've talked about margin calls, loan-to-value ratios. I haven't talked about non-standard margin lending. I'll leave, I think I'll leave that for uh, my next podcast because I've probably done enough here. I want to talk about non-standard margin lending in my next one. I also want to talk about... Um, some alternatives to margin lending that may be alternatives to it and I also want to talk about protected portfolios because you can use margin lending and, and, and get protected portfolios using margin lending as well so I want to talk about that so I'll do that on my next podcast uh, what I'll do is I'll finish this up here and hopefully this has been interesting for you and we can, as I said, we'll talk a bit more about it on the next podcast. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Um, have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.